uh, I I want to learn how to act. Okay. Now, what is the question? Is the question how do I get into acting, or is the question how do I develop myself so much where I know me, where I'm able to be a beast how do at I acting? Develop myself. What should I do at home right now? Figure out who you are. First, identify who who are you pretending to be. Let's start there. Okay. Look yourself in the mirror. Who are you pretending to be? Am I pretending to be strong? Am I pretending to think I'm all that? Am I pretending to be confident? Am I pretending that I like the relationship that I'm in? Am I pretending that I like my friends? Mm. Am I pretending that I enjoy being a father, enjoy being a family man? Who are you pretending to be? Start there. And then it's like, okay, if you're pretending to be confident, which a lot of us do, a lot of people pretend to be confident or they pretend to be smarter than what they really are. Identify the lack and know how to fill it. If you're pretending to be confident, let's actually find the tools that are going to help you really be truly be confident. Mm -hmm. If you're pretending to be smarter than you are, let's find the let's find the tools that we need to fill in to really make us smart, to really make us um, financially astute. Gotcha. Because a lot of even even with the business owners, a lot of out here giving business advice, you're really not that astute in real life. That's a fact. But you know how to make it sound good on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We are here. We find dope people that did dope stuff. I'm here with my sister, man, and I'm so proud of her. I love her. She's Aww. amazing. Thank you. She's an inspiration to me and a lot of other people. And you're an influencer. Am I an influencer? influencer? You're an entrepreneur, an influencer, and probably the realest example of a friend. Oh, yeah. Not just to me, but like... Like, she is the definition of friend. Like, I am your friend. I am your and friend. I will run through a wall for my friends. I will go to war for my friends. Yes. Ernestine Morrison, how are you? I am phenomenal. David Chance? We here, man. I'm here. Uh, so you're in the podcast space now. You're. I'm a uh, podcaster now, yeah. You got, yo, it's been so much going on. You were one of my first interviews. Yes, I think I was number what, like, 17 or something that's crazy i was i was on when you were pressing play by yourself and you were you were do you call yourself See, a producer people don't think i don't think i'm a producer now but i was you were for sure i think people don't like know that that's a real story that is a real story when dave was getting up press and play and then like i think your camera every 13 or 26 minutes you had to repress play and you were getting up you were a what one were man you band thinking? what were you thinking during that I was like, this poor baby ain't got no team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where is this man? Because, you know, then I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. yeah. and you're just someone, someone booked, I think Tosin at the time booked me. And I'm like, this yeah. man does not have an assistant, a cameraman. <laughs> what, pa what podcast they got me on? <laughs> I am the Ernestine. <laughs> wow. Now I see how you looked at me. <laughs> Look at me still here. Together, and I'm we're still, still here, here. Still together. And we've been rocking heavy ever We've been rocking since. heavy. Yeah, man. We rock tough, Dave. Yeah, man. We do. Then you've you've uh you've done a lot since the last time we've had a conversation. Yeah. Um I do want to take credit for some stuff though. Yeah, go ahead and take some credit. Okay. So Ernestine, she's especially in the um in, you know, kind of like pre-pandemic, like right into the pandemic. We got a lot of injustices and Ernestine, <laughs> she is marching with her man. Yes. She is protesting with her man. Yes. And um, we had a conversation and I told her, don't be down with black people so much. I didn't say, I didn't <laughs> you did. Like <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But I said, you are, you're being looked at now as a, what's it called? An activist. An activist. Yes. 
But when we have conversations, it's, yo, season regular. Y'all want to be booked. And, you know, like, I'm, Content. I'm yeah, I want to keep getting in these films. Yes. And I'm like, yo, you, you need to focus on you. Yeah. And your career. Yeah. And drop everything that ain't acting and producing. And she's like, y'all want to be booked. And I, and maybe I wasn't the first, but I did tell her, <laughs> like, yo, just shoot your own stuff. Yeah. And since then, obviously, we'll talk about all the stuff that you've done. But mm -hmm. um, I just want to take a little. Give me a round of applause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you did was you did reel me back in. So mm -hmm. I've been creating since yeah. I've been creating since forever. I've been I've been in the industry 20 years, but I've been creating like on a high level, what I thought was a high level since about 2012. But you did reel it back in like my whole page had become this community activism rah rah and and that's great but what what you did was you helped me channel my activism into the arts 100 that's we have greenlit atl which is my ministry for sure and you know it's, it's it's i don't think people understand what focus is really yeah everything you do outside of the thing that you focus on I am people oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we know like we know what happens yeah when any of us are like really locked in on a thing yes, and we don't realize how all the other things cripple us, even yes. other things that we absolutely love. Absolutely. So I would, I would for, first like to talk about the, um, the movie because Which that one? was a boss play. The movie that you shot, thought of written, not written, thought of ideated, produced, yes. you, did all, you did a lot of stuff. Yes. Yes. So Scheme Queens, how did it come about? Scheme Queens, and I cannot take all the credit for the idea. So shout out to my girlfriend, Brie Renee, who got yeah. us all together to do a short film years ago. And we've created content and TikToks and scene reenactments. We did a set it off scene reenactment on the roof at the Legacy Center. And I said, I love this group of women. I love the four of us together. We have great chemistry. And I'm like, what if we did a feature film? Yeah. And the girls are like, yeah, all right. And like in a month later, I, I put in the group chat, you guys, we're doing a feature film in October. Mm. Doing, we're doing a table read. A table read is when you get everyone together and you read this script. I reached out to um, another partner of mine to write a script. She got the script written and we got this thing produced. And we did a 14-day shoot, funded our own film, wrote our own film, directed our own film, and got our own film distributed. And? And? Then they buy it. Somebody bought it. That's the distribution part. Oh, yes. Distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Got our film distributed. We got well, it licensed by BET. And so explain that. Explain what that. Yeah, we can clap that up. <laughs> yeah. Explain what that means to be distributed or licensed by BET. Yeah. So there are plenty of filmmakers out there who who may make a film or make a piece of content that the world never sees. Yeah. And in order to, to get your film distributed means to get your film licensed, to get it sold, to find it at home. So when you're watching BET or Amazon Prime or Netflix, these films have found a home with Netflix. They have found a home with BET. So Scheme Queens found a home with BET. BET licensed our film. So they don't own it. They don't own it. We still own our film outright. They license it. So it's like um, it's like leasing a car. Like I'm going to lease you for nine months. I'm, I'm going to pay you a lease every month. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have this film for a certain amount of time on my platform and give it a home for this, this amount of time that we contractually agree to. And I still own. We still own the rights to our film. Okay. We're seeing a back and forth between like what Diddy and Tyler Perry to buy BET. Yes. I... I where is BET? Where is it? Is it on cable or? BET is on cable and it's also streaming. So they have BET Plus that's streaming. 
They and have, you pay for that, I would imagine. You pay for that. It's you, a subscription Is it like base. all Blackbusters? For sure, all Blackbusters. <laughs> I love a good Blackbuster. You, we all love a good Blackbuster. Yeah, when you think of classic movies, think of a classic movie right now. Think of it. You think like a classic movie. A classic. Think about it. Don't say anything. Oh. But think of a classic movie. Blackbuster, ain't it? It's black. <laughs> yeah, black. Some of y'all thought of uh, The Wood, Made in Full, uh, uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, absolutely, man. We Love are. basketball. We are. We are classics. Brown sugar. Yeah. Yes. So, BC, so you can't see it. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. So you can't really see any of these movies unless you're subscribed to BET plus. No. So there's BET proper. So there's BET, the, the, the cable channel, but then they also have a streaming platform, which is BET plus, which is a subscription based where they have separate content on BET plus and they do on BET. But they there's also BET her. So BET is just all over the place. They have BET, BET her, which is like very woman led woman driven woman focused. And there's BET, the channel that we all have known and grow up with. And then there's BT Plus, which is the new age, like Gen Z, like let's be in with the streaming. So BT Plus probably has all those blackbusters in there. Because the like even stuff to, that we just talked about, mm -hmm. it's not on Netflix. No. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. Because they're on BT and BT Plus and BT Her. Anybody got BT Plus or BT Her? You I have BT Plus. Oh wow. Okay, I, maybe I'll just be out the loop. Yeah, I mean, if you watch any Tyler Perry shows, most Tyler Perry shows are on BET Plus, Sisters, and yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to yeah. go subscribe. Go subscribe. Come Support on. Support my people, especially since people right now probably don't think I like black people. Or, they are definitely or eating not up active. in the comments right now as we speak. You're eating eight. Activism isn't my ministry. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's on BET mm -hmm. Plus. Before we get into like that, that and someone bought it and it was like a six figure buy, yes. six which figure is check. really really cool. Yep. Give me, take me back to your your um, actor's journey, your actress journey. When did you know I want you want to be an actress? So the first of all, the journey has been a journey. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Um, for any of my actors out there, aspiring actors, aspiring filmmakers, emerging filmmakers, this is a tough, tough thing. But it is something that you love and that I, I just wouldn't trade it for the world. I remember being 10 years old and doing a homework assignment. And on that homework assignment, I wrote a Hollywood star, a movie clapper, and a camera. And I put Oprah, I put host, I put actor. So I've known since 98, 97 that I wanted to be in this industry, I wanted to be an actress. I remember watching a movie called Mama Flora's Family starring Cicely Tyson. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, I want to do that. What Cicely Tyson is doing, I want to do that. I want to make people feel. Because the way she made me feel at 10 years old, her performance, like I had goosebumps on my arms. And I'm like, wow, I want to do, I want to give people goosebumps. And my mom got me an agent at 10 years old. I grew up in California, luckily, mm -hmm. in um, L.A. And I got my first Hollywood agent at 10 years old. My very wow. first set ever was Seventh Heaven. Back in the day, mm, first like, one, first one, very first set, big, big Hollywood lot. Then I did Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Then I did Parenthood, Robert Townsend's Parenthood. Wow. So I was on these big shows as a child. Um, I was with the agency called Academy Kids Showbiz. And what they did was they placed you as a featured extra in, sh in these big shows. So my very first set, I was a featured extra. And a featured extra means you're not just in the background and you don't get no screen time. Screen time. Mm -hmm. When you're featured, you know, your, your face is shown more or you might be right in the scene with the lead character. And what extra work taught me was I always wanted to be the star. Mm. I, and that's why I started. That's why I became a producer. And I know we'll get into that. But I knew... I wanted to be the star. I remember sitting on the lot of Parenthood watching Curtis, who played, I um, can't remember his name, but he was the, the main kid on, on Parenthood, and I just remember staring at him. And he was eating a donut, and we were, like, in this trailer thing, and he was, like, looking at me like, he was, like, Curtis eats the donut. And I was just, <laughs> like, I was, like, oh, I'm staring. And it's because in my mind, I'm, like, I want to be the star. I can't wait till I have lines. I can't wait till I'm the lead character. Wow. This is what I've always wanted to do. I, I know nothing else. Yeah. So your your journey you've you've been in movies with like Kevin Hart you've been in, you've been in a bunch of movies yes Nicole Ray Parker Kevin Hart Terry J Vaughn 
Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Fast forward to like your most memorable moment, not watching the duty to donut, but <laughs> what's the most memorable moment on a set? There's so many memorable moments. I'll give you two. Well, as an actor, to be in a film with Kevin Hart is is huge. Yeah. And I had one line. This is this was, I would say, my first project I booked as an adult with speaking lines. I had just moved to Atlanta and I had just quit my job at Neiman Marcus. And the very first thing I booked, I quit my job because I was pursuing acting. And I was like, I can't give this company nine hours a day and do auditions and network and really do this acting thing. And the very first thing I ever booked was Think Like a Man Too. I had a one line with Kevin Hart and it was a great line. And it was line? a great scene. It was, um, I forgot his name, Mr. Such and such care for another drink. I was a waiter at the pool. It was mm -hmm. a pool scene in Vegas and I flew to LA. I auditioned for this one line. When I booked it, I had to fly to Vegas. We shot it in Vegas at the Caesars palace. And that was a defining moment for me because it was, it was like, wow, I make the decision to quit my job. I made the decision to bet on me and God showed me the off the rip. The very first thing you book is a major blockbuster film. Like think like a man too. Yeah. And you're in the scene with Kevin Hart. Like I'm in the scene with him. Yeah. I could have just been in the movie and had a scene with right. somebody else. But the fact that literally God positioned me, I'm going to put you in the position where you were with the star. And Kevin Hart is one of the biggest names in Hollywood. And that one line literally changed my life because it showed me if I put my mind to this, if I sow seeds into this thing, I will do it and I will do it at the highest level. And even though it was that one line, it catapulted me into just like, yo, the, the sky is the limit. You do what you want to do if you put your mind to it. And I, I haven't stopped since. Man, I, I, I want to, like, it's, it's, it's just interesting since 97, you knew you wanted to be an actress. Yeah. And you're still staying on that journey or that path. Yes. Even as life gets in the way and yeah. throws you off, yeah. very, I, I would imagine very few people are doing what they thought they were going to be doing as a child. Yeah. Any point, any moment you ever thought to yourself, I, it's not going to happen for me. Every day. Every day. There's this side of me over here like, it's just not going to happen at the level. Well, let, let me take that back. I can't say it's not going to happen because it's already happened. I am a working actress. I am a working filmmaker. I am a working producer. So it's happened. But I'm so ambitious. I always want more. It's like you get the one line that you prayed for. And now you're like, well, I want two lines now. And then you get the two lines that you prayed for. And now you're like, well, I want five lines now. So it's like I'm so ambitious where I'm like, is it ever going to happen at the level that I want it to happen? And there's this little monkey on this side of me that's like, it's, not, it's never going to happen on the level you want it to happen. And then there's this side of me, the athlete in me that's like, nah, babe, let's go. You got this. Let's go to the finish line. Let's go. It's the yeah. track girl in me where sure. it's like, you got this. Keep going no matter how long it takes. You look at Viola Davis. You look at Taraji. You look at these women in their 40s and their 50s and even in their 60s who are still going. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Mm. The secret sauce is you just don't stop. Yeah. If you don't stop, it's bound to happen. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I'm just not going to stop. And the, I think one of the most genius things you did was you shot your own movie. Shot my like own if movie. Like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to be a lead. Yes. Let me invest in me being a lead first. Yes. And then other people would eventually say, oh, wow, the person to be a lead. But I think that like people are waiting for other people to give them an opportunity. I'm not waiting on anybody. Yeah. It's, you know, my, it's create, don't wait. 
create, don't wait. And when I think about producing this film, Scheme Queens, and being an executive producer on Hip Hop Holiday, and I just produced another film um, with Pargo Productions called The Final Play. When I think about producing, I became a producer because I had to put myself in position as an actress, mm-hmm. as a as a poet, as an artist, as an influencer. I had to put myself in position. And that's why I asked you, do you call yourself a producer? Because when I think about producing, I've been producing. Producing just means you're the person putting stuff together. I'm hiring this person. I'm bringing on this team. I'm, I'm bringing in this camera. I'm putting on this light. I'm finding the location. I'm finding the talent. That's produ- I've been doing that. When I did the Arsenio Hall show, I did a poem called Average Black Girl, which most of us know went super viral. When I saw the power of video and how viral it went, I said, oh, okay, so I need to put my next poem on video. I remember going to Bankhead. I was on the corner of Bankhead with one camera. My girlfriend, Tequila Whitfield, I said, Tequila, I want to put myself on tape. I want to produce this. I didn't even say produce. I want to just put this video on tape for my poem, Dear Black Man. We went, took our camera, no mic, took our camera, went to corner a random corner in Bankhead I saw this cool mural behind me I did this poem on the corner called Dear Black Man all these men were pulling up watching me do this poem they ended up getting in my video at the end and I think that was back in 2014 that that video with one camera no light no sound got 172,000 views back then I've been producing I've been putting myself in position that's the only way it's going to work. When I think about the little girl who was an extra watching Curtis eat the donut and wanting to be the star, I realize the only way I'm going to be the star on my terms is if I produce it. That's a fact. That's Still a fact. doing that. Not going to stop. I love it. I, I want to like get a little into our relationship. So I was, I forgot what I was doing. Um, I don't know. We were doing something. To, oh, yeah, no, no, no. So I actually came over for this specific reason. Because I was like, yo, I want to be an actor. Yes. I'd be a good actor. I think I gave you the actor bug. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're like, yo, Dave, you could be an actor. I'm like, really? And I started talking like that. Really? I could be an actor. (laughs) But uh, we came, we ran into a problem. So. We did. I don't know. I don't know how we got on this topic because she's like, well, read these lines. And I'm like, okay, one. I don't have the best memory, and I'm like, Yo, how am I supposed to read it and all that? But eventually we uncovered something about me. We did. Do you remember what happened and how we got there? I do, very vividly. So people think acting is pretending, right? And there are actors who do pretend, and we those are not great actors to me. I think the greatest actors are the actors who operate from a spirit of truth and, and, and a comfortability and being naked. And when I say being naked, being stripped of fear, trauma, doubt, guilt, inhibitions, all of that, you're just freely naked. I'm, re- I'm willing to bear my all, my flaws, and all of that on the screen. Those are the best actors. So when I gave you the lines, you did the lines, and there it was kind of surface level. It wasn't coming from a real place. It wasn't coming from a place of truth. So I said, we can't start with the lines. We have to start with the truth. We have to start with your emotions. Where are you at emotionally? And what we discovered was, You have some emotional walls that are just up. You're hard to get through. Like you're not very like, you're not an emotional available person. Mm -hmm. You're not available emotionally. And I wanted to do some specific exercises with you to break down these walls that you've built around your emotions, around around your core. Because I think that not only would it make you a a great actor, but it makes you a better person. Mm I, everyone who knows me, even if you just have a, a, a mere acquaintance with me, like I operate from a spirit of truth. 
It is what it is when you see me. I am online, how I am in person. I may say some stuff that's going to rub you the wrong way. We all know this, but it's from a spirit of truth, right? Yeah. And most people don't operate that way, which I think makes me a great actor. It makes me a great poet. It makes me a great speaker because I operate from this spirit of I have done so much self-work of ridding myself and working on trauma, fear, doubt, shame, guilt, feelings of unworthiness, feelings of undeservingness. I'm able to operate from this truthful place now where it's like, what you got to throw at me? Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me, a pretty successful entrepreneur, to coach you every single day, to give you all of the game? I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on, I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get, to you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are gonna help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10,000? Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100,000 because it's just, I don't, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's gonna help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100,000. But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. We'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Here's my challenge. Because from if someone says you're probably hiding something. Yes. You probably know what you're hiding. Right or you don't. You're you don't always. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. my point. So it, it's even as she says, and this was like a, an amazing experience for me. Her saying it wasn't the first time someone said it, mm -hmm. but when she said it, I said because I because I I went for a specific thing. It was like mm -hmm. a um a guy uh, that was doing like counseling or something yeah. like that. So it's his job to pride and probe and stuff like that but when you said it it wasn't about that yeah so for you to see it like hold on what's wrong and then she like grabs my hands and i think you were saying something like um uh who are I don't, you who do you yeah, pretend to be for who are you who you pretend to be mm -hmm. yeah it was it was a it's real this exercise moment. where we hold hands and we and we make eye contact because eye contact is 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 confidence and it's connectedness and and I, my job is to say, who are you? And you say, I am such and such. And I keep asking you. And each time your question, your answer has to be different. And then I say, who do you pretend to be? And that's where people get stuck because they're like, uh, I, I'm like, no, no, let's go. Let's talk about it. Who do you pretend to be? And the, the questions and the answers that generally come out are, I pretend to be strong when I'm really not. 
I pretend to be confident. I pretend to be smarter than what I am. I pretend that the divorce didn't bother me. Mm. And like for you, it was like there was nothing. It was a wall. I'm like, so Dave, you don't pretend to be, you don't just never pretend <laughs> to be nothing. Come on, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, I mean, yeah. So like the, the wall is still, it's still there. Cause I, I didn't, uh, I didn't go. <laughs> Cause you didn't come back. I didn't go back. Three I didn't years go back. Ago, Dave. Yeah, for sure. We need it. We need to get back. That exercise. Cause she's like, yo, when's the last time you cried? And I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, I think you're asking like, yo, you know, what about when you're, no, my father passed away. And I was like, yeah. But I answer it like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I cried once. It's like, you're, it's like you're not affected. Yeah. We're going to get back to you on this. Because, we, yeah, we got to get part two going. Because I, I need you to be affected. Here's my thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, it protects me not being affected. You think it does. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It does. Because when when something happens negative, Mm -hmm. I'm not hurt. It doesn't hurt me. Mm -hmm. Or like in a sad moment, Mm -hmm. I I don't go that low into being sad or depressed yeah. it protects me from even feeling away yeah but even when things are going great and i have mm-hmm. the biggest accomplishment of my life you're like oh that's great i can't go that high either yeah so it protects me in a sense of i'll, I'll never get so low mm-hmm. where i'm hurt yeah but it's not good for the people around me because there are certain places I cannot go emotionally with my wife. Yeah. Or, or your friends. Or my friends. Let me give you this example. When you were at my house that day. So and this may be in another time. I can't remember. But you were at my house one time. It may have been this day. And 
I told you something very deep and I was crying. I was like, I just, I just cannot believe this, Dave. Like, no, this really is affecting me. And you were like, it wasn't, it wasn't I swear that bad. You, it, it was that a head bad. nod. I'm like, I, I'm like, is I he, squinted my eyes a little bit. Like, <laughs> it wasn't just a blank stare. It was the blankest night. stare. And that's when I really knew. I said, oh, Dave is, this is deep. You can't even be affected for somebody else's mm. trauma. I, what I told you was deep. And you were like, like, it's like you didn't even, it didn't affect you at all. I'm like, is Dave human? Dave might be an alien. And the thing is, do I need to be strong for other people? But that, that's that been always my um, my psyche, okay? And, and maybe maybe this was, maybe my cousin messed me up. When my father passed away, mm-hmm. my cousin was like, hey, make sure when you get back, you keep working. Okay. So after, you know, your father passed, like, go, you know, be with your family, like, let it affect you, but when you get back, get back to work. Keep busy. Mm. And that was... I, I've, this I've, advice been, someone gave you? Yes. Okay. And it helped me because I keep my mind off it, and we just keep going. Yeah. We keep going. I did cry. I felt for a moment, but I didn't let it drag me down. Mm-hmm. So when, like, there's a tragedy or someone passes, I feel like... So that you feel like there's somebody there, mm-hmm. I can be strong for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing that that's not the best way to operate. Well, sometimes I don't need you to be strong for me. Sometimes someone doesn't want you to be strong for them. Sometimes they just want you to hold them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just want you to wipe their tears. Sometimes they just need companionship in this moment or someone who feels like they understand what I'm going through. I was talking to a friend the other day. It's like when I tell you my problems, which I rarely do, when I vent to you, I'm not looking for you to be the solution. Yeah. I already actually, most of the time, we already know the solution. I just need you to be here and be present and feel with me. Mm. That's all I need. And that's how all some of us need in that moment. I don't need you to find the answers or be strong. Mm. Hell, I actually might need you to be weak with me in this moment. Mm. I might just need you to be a shoulder to lean on. And I want you to know, I want to know that you love me enough to that this problem for me is also a problem for you and you're here for me. And that does make you feel better. And that if makes I'm me feel better. I'm going through something and it's uncomfortable talking to someone that, that can't relate to the thing that you're going through. <laughs> yeah, but when you like, can relate, it's like, yo, me too. Me too. Yeah. Man. Well, when you're talking to a brick wall, you're like, okay. Just- Let's not refer to me as the brick wall, okay? <laughs> but yes, that, that is one thing that I um, I struggle with. Like, yeah. I, I do dread the day that, you know, one of my children you know, get their heart broke or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I can't reach that high emotionally. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't get there with you. And, yeah. you know, other, and the person that's going through it can feel that he can't, he's, he can't be there with me. I can mm-hmm. be there, yeah, but I'm not there. I can't feel it. And really this whole, this whole process was interesting because I thought acting was about learning the lines and saying it good. No, no. Acting is is about being. It's about telling the truth of the story. When you watch like Dallas Buyers Club and Matthew McConaughey, how he breaks down in that car, that is not memorization. That is him coming from a real place of hurt, shame, embarrassment, trauma. I mean, you have to be able to go to a real place to even exude that type of performance on screen. 
And if you can't go to a real place in your real life, you dang sure can't bring it to a character, a made up character's life. Mm. So how do we develop that? How do we Training. develop that? Thanks. This is like, I, I, re I really want to jump back in these acting classes now. You should. There's some things that I won't be able to deal with with a um, a motivational speech or a course or no. you know what I mean? No. There has to be there has to be something that um that allows me to practice absolutely feeling. Absolutely. And you know what it is? There's acting classes and there's trainings and there's some amazing acting coaches across the country. Absolutely. But acting is constantly self self developing. Like I am constantly asking myself, why did I get mad when that lady said that to me at the grocery store today? Why did it, why did this affect me when my husband said such and such to me today? And I write it down. Well, this made me feel invalidated when he said this. Really? Or this made me feel left out when I saw them all go to lunch and I wasn't invited. I write these things down because it's it's helping me develop as a person. And the more developed you are as a real person in real life, the more developed you can develop a character. A character is just something written on a piece of paper. You have to make that person on a piece of paper a real human being. How can you do that? A human being has a favorite color. They have a favorite drink. They have a favorite food. Did they go to college? Did they come from a two-parent household? Were they molested as a child? Did they get a college degree? Did they have siblings? You have to make all these things up. And the best way to do that is by living real life and identifying why you feel the way you feel when real life is happening. Mm. Those are called tools. And the more tools you have in your real life, the more tools you can bring to this character that's written down on a piece of paper. you got to make that person real. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10000 Of course you would. It's no-brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Mm. You know what I mean? What's the prep work like for a, uh, for a character? What's that prep? Finding this character's objective, their why, their need. What does this character want? Say this character wants love, right? This whole script, the whole thing is about her wanting love. I have to then find in my life where I want love and who I want it from and why I want it from them and how it makes me feel and how it makes me feel when I feel like I'm not getting it. And all those tools that I have in my real life, I can now bring it to this character who just wants love. But if you've never done that work in real life and you don't know why David wants love, you don't know who loved, who loves David the most. You don't know who you need love from the most. If you've never done this development in real life, it's going to be real hard to bring it to a fake character that's written down on a piece of paper. Mm, and it shows up on screen. And it, that's why there's good actors and there's actors who are not so great. Y'all don't all watch the movie where you're like, I do not believe this performance. <laughs> and it's probably because this person is not developed in real life. What, what work is this person doing in real life is what we need to be asking. Mm. But then there's, there's performances you see on screen and you're like, 
Yeah. You're like, I've got chills watching this. Jesus. When you watch Viola, uh, that's not, it's coming from a real place, baby. Yo. What? Yo, Viola, in, uh, have you ever met her? No, I'm hoping to work with her. Putting that out there. Go ahead and manifest that. It, it, it is so amazing to watch her. Gee, she's so good. And now even through this conversation, I'm my initial thought is, wow, she's a good actress. I bet you but, she's the most developed person in real life. She knows she know who she knows who she is. She knows why she is that way. She knows what makes her tick, what makes her need, what makes her want, what makes her desire. She knows her, her insecurity. She knows her lack. She knows her abundance. She knows her in and out. And that's why she's able to do that to a character. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait 
Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights. Take your brand to new heights. Take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code Big deal. There's no other way. Nobody can tell me anything different. Who's your favorite actor, actress that you met personally? And what did you get from them? That I met personally? Hmm. I can't say I have met any of my favorite actors. Yeah, but you probably have a a tough list to make a, make your favorite actor. I know. I mean, one of my favorite actors is Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Haven't met him yet. Um, um, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. What's, what's his name? Johnny Depp. Johnny mm-hmm. Depp is one of my favorite actors. Why? Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I am lying. Jamie Foxx. Hold on to that one. Why? Oh, Jamie's amazing. Jamie's amazing. And I did get to meet him. Why is Johnny Depp your favorite actor? Johnny Depp or one of them? is single-handedly one of the most versatile actors. Edward Scissorhands, Alice in Wonderland, Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, how you play? What? Charlie, what? He's just so versatile. I was like, what can't this man do? Mm. What can't this man do? He's so versatile. Gotcha. And who, who else makes you feel something? Jamie Foxx. Jamie V. Fox. I got the pleasure to meet him. I have the pleasure to listening to him play piano in his living room. He is so in tune with himself. You can just see it. He's so in tune with him. I feel like Jamie doesn't even need an audience. He can talk to himself all day. <laughs> it's like he's so he's just so entertained by him yeah. and in tune with him and his own thoughts and his own mind. Like he's brilliant. He is brilliant. And it shows on screen. What did you pick up from him? Oh, one of the, the greatest things I picked up from being around him, I, I was, again, this was years ago, but I was fortunate enough to, um, we had a group dinner and I got to, I got invited to his house and he was when, it, when, it, when his album came out and he was, he um, asked me what my favorite song on the album was and I told him and he played it, it didn't come true. <laughs> um, one of the things I got from Jamie though, is he's so comfortable in his skin, just watching him, mm-hmm. watching him in the room, watching him interact with other people, watching him introduce himself to people he doesn't know in the room. He's just comfortable. It's a level of comfortability that we all would aspire to be to. Because you, you can see who's not really comfortable in their skin. When you're in a, a, um, a social setting, that one person who's on there acting like they're on their phone texting because they're so uncomfortable with mm. being by their self. I'm to the point, I, when I'm in a room, I put my phone down. I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable in me. I don't need Instagram. I don't need the phone. I don't need to be texting. I'm just here. I'm present. And I got that. I, I watched Jamie in a room. I'm like, he's just so comfortable with him. Do you think it was he was comfortable because he was in his own room? No, we went to dinner. We went to a, an event. Not, not his room physically, but I'm comfortable here. It's my room. If and you're, I'm you're in your a, element. If I'm in Atlanta, yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, right. But if you're amongst other people, do you think he's as comfortable? I can't speak for him personally. I can only go off what I observed from him. And what I observed from him, he's comfortable in his own skin. What I observed from Jamie Foxx was whatever room he walks into is his room. Whatever mm. table he sits at is his table. He is comfortable in his own element, his own atmosphere, which is his skin. And I believe, 
again, don't know him personally, but I've had the opportunity to meet him several times and have dinner. What I saw from him was a man who owns his atmosphere. And this atmosphere is me and my skin. And I am comfortable in this skin. I wonder how do you achieve that if you're going to teach someone else? I was talking uh, I was talking to somebody. Or I was making a video or something. Mm-hmm. That the, one of the hardest things to do is to be yourself. Yes. Because there's so many influences that yeah. influence what we do and how we do it. Because yeah. we see it all now. Yeah. It wasn't like that 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't have social media like that. Yeah. But how do you get so how do you get so comfortable in being who you are when like we're in an age of competition or mm-hmm. I can see what I'm not? Yeah. That's a great question. I think where you start is first identifying who you are. I think so many people just haven't even done that. Mm-hmm. The bare minimal work of knowing who you are. It's easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable in who I am. And if I asked you who you were, you couldn't give me 10, 10 words. Mm. Who are you? Who are you really? When the glasses come off and the hat comes off and the Rolex comes off, if the Instagram followers weren't there, <laughs> if the Ferrari wasn't there. I don't have one. Guys, I don't have a Ferrari. When, <laughs> when the makeup is off, when the lip yeah. gloss is off, who are you? Are you complicated? Are you argumentative? Do you love to debate? Are you a reader? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What elements do you like to be in? Do you like water? Do you like the beach? Why are you this way? Why do you feel inadequate? Why do you operate from a spirit of lack? Why don't you go for what you say you really want to go for? Like all these things about you, the person, not the influencer, not the person, not the figure that you've created, not the caricature that you created, but you, the human being, Ernestine Johnson, Morrison, who are you? I have learned me so much and that's how you get comfortable. Just knowing you. I was having a dinner with my girlfriends the other day and they said, um, you're a bit of a control freak. And I said, I am a control freak. Let me tell you why. I was molested for 10 years. I am now in control as much as I can be in everything that that I do because for so many years I was being controlled by something else Mm. to where it built this thing in me where I have to steer the ship. Wow. You only know that by doing the work of who you really are and why you are this way. Did you have mommy issues, daddy issues, abandonment issues? Were you a middle child? Did you have middle child syndrome and always felt like you were left out or always got the short end of the stick? You don't know these things until you really, like, you have to do a, a, um, a discovery on you from head to toe. Why, I, why am I this way? Why are you so bossy? I know I'm bossy. Mm, but there's a reason for there's it. There's a reason for it. What did you find in doing this work that, uh, that made you most uncomfortable? What did I find in doing this work? Did, did anything you come across through this exercise and you're like, ooh, th- this is something that I really have to deal with? Yes, I would say, ooh, I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly. Ooh. Social Proof Podcast. Yeah, Welcome. Social Proof Podcast. We'll bring it out of you. I would say, um, you know, when you deal with sexual abuse, there are some people who deal with sexual abuse and it makes them nymphos. They love sex. They love they love it all after that because they, they were touched in certain ways and it does something completely opposite and it makes them want it more. Then there's the, the opposite where it's like, I don't like, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch me. And I have to deal with that, especially being married. I'm like, and you're married. <laughs> Your husband wants to be intimate. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you're just like, I don't know if I like this. 
I had to really like do therapy and counseling and mm. reading and discovering and shedding and ridding myself of things. Cause I'm like, I don't certain ways that I'm touched. I don't like to be touched that way because it reminds me. Do you guys remember um, in the scene? Oh my gosh. And set it off. Do you remember the scene and set it off where Jada Pinkett took that shower after yes. she had to do what she had to do to get. I'm in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> and she, the way this is, this is why I love acting too. The way she took that shower. I want y'all to go home and watch the movie and see the way she took the shower afterwards. She was scrubbing it off her. I don't want, I don't want his touch even on me. I felt her. I felt that shower. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm washing up. It was get it off me. And mm. as someone who went through sexual abuse, it's like there's times where I'm touched. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't I don't like that the way you touched me there. Even to this day, even to this day, I have to constantly face it, constantly work on it, constantly shed. Oh, my God. Mm. Man. It's a constant homework working on you. And I love the work. And I think mm. we all should fall in love with the work of us. It's, 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 it's ugly, raw, nasty, but beautiful homework is working mm. on you and finding out why you are the way you are. Cause you can only evolve and be better by identifying the source and identifying the roots. Mm. Otherwise you're just around here pretending and wearing makeup. It's like, Oh yes, I'm so developed and I'm so confident. I'm so, no, you're not. You haven't even did the work, babe. Mm. <laughs> What's the root? What's sure. the source? All that trauma. Have you even, do you even know what your trauma is? Most people don't even know what their trauma is because they buried it so deep. They put so much makeup on the trauma that they don't even, you forgot that you were molested. You forgot that you were abandoned. You forgot that you had those mommy issues. You forgot that you had that middle child syndrome feeling left out. You forgot because you buried it so deep. You've never faced it. You've never confronted it. Whereas me as an actor, I'm confronting my stuff every day. Because it gives me tools as an actor, it gives me tools as a producer, and it gives me tools to be the best version of me that I can possibly be. Is burying it such a bad thing, though? It is. Why? There's several reasons why. Let's talk about a few. You're a ticking time bomb, for one. It's cool to be like, oh, nothing bothers me. I'm cool. I'm collective. Yeah, I don't really feel, I don't really go up or down. Now, one day that's going to come and someone's going to push a button, and that button is going to make you explode. Do we know for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time? There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For that to be true. Could be. Or maybe you're just not. Maybe you're just going to go through life easy kill, easy kilter, and it's just going to all be good, and you're never going to blow up. You're never going to have a moment. You're never going to have an episode. Or you're going to bust somebody upside the head one day. when they. <laughs> 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 it's going to be that one day where you're just going to bust somebody upside. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, all that trauma you buried, babe. You mm. never faced it. 
<laughs> I'm trying to think back of my about my trauma. And you're right. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's been. It's been buried. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. so much so. Mm-hmm. I know I've been through some stuff. Yeah. But I can't remember. Yeah, trauma, memory loss. I suffer from that too. You just it's whole years. You just blocked out. It's whole eras of your life. You just blocked out. Trauma memory loss, it's a thing. But why do the work to go find the stuff that hurts us? Because sometimes the things that hurt you are the single ingredient that's going to make you the best version of you. Mm. I wouldn't know why I'm bossy and I'm controlling and I'm this and I'm that if I didn't go discover why I am that way. Otherwise, people just think, oh, she's, she's just controlling and just, oh, she's just too bossy. But when they understand why and they understand the journey, they're like, oh, I see why. Okay, actually, you know, I, I may suffer from a little bit of that too. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I'm the way I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when you, when you start doing that work, you give grace to yourself and you give grace to other people because you understand we've all been through something. And there's a level of grace that comes with doing that work for you and for others that you're able to carry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just life changing. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it elevates you. I'm telling you, I'm different. I am a different person. Mm. I am different. I operate in such a level of truth and transparency that people wish they had. And they'll probably never get it because no, no one wants to do this work. Yeah. I'm telling you, on the other side of doing that work, you're, you're the best version of you. that you, you attract the husband, the wife, the dream car, the dream house, the dream job. When you're the best version of you, I live in abundance. Literally, I live in abundance. I want to know what that conversation's like with, you and your husband or your fiance before you became your husband or does it start when you're dating? When do you like, when do you start peeling back the layers? And I know it's a process. It's probably some stuff he doesn't know about you to this day that he won't find out till 30 years married. Right. But when do you let people know all your stuff? Do you like, Hmm. I want to know what that conversation is like, especially in the intimacy. Like, do you have to say, I need you to be patient with me because this is what happened. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, the most important thing is to let yourself know all of your stuff first and foremost. Like before you go quick to go tell Mm -hmm. Sally, Sue and John what your stuff is, make sure you know what your stuff is. I am an advocate for that. I'm going to keep saying it over and over because you have to know you. But when it does come down to a time in your life where you affect somebody else and the and the things that affect you start affecting your relationships you have to say hey yeah babe just we have to have a conversation about this mm-hmm. Intim- intimacy is yeah we let's talk about why i'm affected in these ways mm-hmm. um and that's a hard conversation but it's an honest conversation and if you don't have the conversation you may be creating a problem that you could have avoided if you just were to have Clear communication. Before or after marriage, though? I think um, both. <laughs> did you have it before or after? I did. I before? had it before. before. Yeah, before marriage. Mm-hmm. Good. Because otherwise it would just keep being issued. It'd be like, maybe my maybe my fiancé thought I just didn't, I wasn't attracted to him or I wasn't, you know what I mean? You have to have these conversations when it starts affecting someone you love. Mm. Man, and I guess do all your friends know about, like, who you are and do you try to share it as much as possible? Yo, first off, I know it because if Ernestine calls me 
<laughs> and I don't pick up. And later that day, and anybody that knows Ernestine is like, yo, you're so right. Later that day, oh, thank you. Later that day. Thank you. Later that day, do I need it? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't, David doesn't cry, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> later that day, we will see a post in her stories that say, I called David Chance three times. Three he didn't times call today. me back, so I'm, I'm feeling I, away. And I'm adding you. <laughs> She's going to at me. At Sleepers for Suckers didn't call me. Someone tell At Sleepers for Suckers to call me back. Right. <laughs> I will literally at you. And that'd be the wake up. Oh, crap. I forgot to call <laughs> It's also, too, I don't like being ignored. I have mm. a thing. I don't like being ignored. Yeah. I don't like feeling overlooked. Why? Um, As an actor, you're constantly being rejected. I am in the business of professionally being rejected daily. You put yourself on tape for these auditions multiple times a week. You walk in, well, you used to. You used to walk into the room and go to these auditions and do your your scene and you walk out and you hear nothing. No, you didn't get it. No, you didn't get it. No, 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 no. So it starts building up this thing in you that you're not good enough. You're being overlooked. You're not being seen, right? Um, that's That's one tool that I can identify. Another tool is when I was in elementary school, I'm empowered and confident now and, and so sure of myself now, but I wasn't always this way. I remember in, in, in elementary school, like always wanting to be like the girl who I thought was so popular or so pretty, or she had curly, the mixed girl hair that I wanted to have. And she had the green eyes or just whatever. So I always felt like I, I wasn't seen or I wasn't good enough or I wasn't popular enough. And I think that still carried, carried with me a little bit. Like, I don't like to be, be unseen. That's why I'm loud. I, I walk in the room loud. I'm big. <laughs> I walk in every room big. I'm going to have on bright green. I'm going to have on purple, purple nails. I, I big in every room because I, I remember what it was like to feel small. Yo, I really want to go home and like have a conversation with myself. Yes. You might be the most. I don't think I've ever met anyone that knows themselves mm -hmm. more than you. Because mm -hmm. I, I never even looked at it as like this type of exercise. I've never even had this conversation with yeah. anyone before. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. But I would imagine you knowing you and feeling you mm -hmm. doesn't always serve you. No. So I'm loud, right? We all know this. I'm loud in the sense of like, not just boisterous, but like I, I'm bright. I'm vivacious. I got curves. I got these, got these thighs and this booty and I love color. Um, and I am very transparent. So if you, you may be wearing something that I feel like doesn't serve your hips. And I might tell you from a place of love mm -hmm. that rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. I had someone that was working with me in a, in a business setting. Yeah, I'll say that I was, ha I had someone who was working with me in a business setting and we had all these meetings, you know, meetings, you're shaking hands, you're sitting at the table and his nails were so dirty every time we had a meeting. Now, the average person is not going to tell you your nails are dirty. Ernestine, on the other hand, is going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, you, you probably should get your nails clean. We're doing all these meetings and sitting at these tables, and these are really big meetings, and we're shaking hands. I want you to get your nails clean. Matter of fact, I want you to get a manicure, and was I'll it, pay for it. Hold on. Was it me? 
It wasn't you. Okay, good. No. <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> it was a subliminal, like right in my face. <laughs> oh, but and everyone knows me. I'm not subliminal. I'm gonna tell oh, you straight up. Fact. That's, a, that's fact. a fact. There, there's no one can argue. I am not subliminal. I will at you and tell you. She didn't like my chains, y'all. She was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, with the rope and the other one. I don't like no, the. I don't I like that like, blend. It didn't blend like, well to me. Like, why is she telling me this? Mm-mm. But yeah. But I was the person like, hey, you need to get a manicure. If mm-hmm. you're sitting in these meetings with me, you're representing me, and my I'm clean. I'm polished. If you're representing my brand, I need those nails clean. Now that's gonna rub some people the wrong way, yeah. but that—that's what comes with me. I'm transparent. I'm direct, and I—and it's—and it's all from a place of love. And I think that's why we're friends still, because you understand that it's from a place of love, 100%. and it's not from a place of malice or hate or I'm trying to just pound on you and down you. No, I want you to be the best version of yourself for one. Mm-hmm. That's one of my greatest gifts is pulling greatness out of people. I'm gonna—I yeah. want you to be the greatest version of you. If I see a gift in you, trust and believe, I'm gonna bend over backwards to pull it out of you. But also, if you're representing me, this is how we represent ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? You work with Floyd. Floyd Mayweather, yes. For a while. Yes. And uh, some of the yeah, some of the stories that you told me that you've learned from him were, yes. uh, were absolutely incredible. Yes. What was that like? I, I don't think I've ever really publicly got to like, I mean, a person got to just thank him and tell him how much he has had an impact on my life. Like Floyd Mayweather the highest paid athlete, not the highest paid boxer, the highest paid athlete in the world. Um, I, I had the opportunity and pleasure to be around him for many years. I was his personal shopper. I was a personal friend of his family. Um, so I, all type of shoes for him and sending shoes and flying to bring shoes and all type of things for him for many years. But, you know, one of my greatest memories of, of being just lucky enough to even be around that environment was watching him train. And there's several times where you go to training camp and there's people in there with their cameras and they, you know, they, they're taking the pictures, but I was just always glued to him. Watching Floyd Mayweather train is a masterclass in discipline. It is a masterclass in work ethic. It is a masterclass in this is how you execute and get stiff stuff done. Mm. I don't, I don't know if anyone works harder than Floyd Mayweather. Watching his jump rope technique, watching his the way he does his abs and his crunches, the way he does his neck things on the edge of the ring. Like he's so every rep, he hits it hard. There's not one lazy rep. There's not there's he does everything at such a high frequency, so elevated. I'm like, goodness gracious, watching this man train. It's like that's how I want to train for life. Mm. I want every rep of life to look like that. His jump ropes. His ne- I want every rep of life to be that excellent. He operates in such a high level of excellency that you have no choice but to be motivated. You have no choice but to go out there and say, I want to work just as hard as Floyd May- May- Mayweather on my craft. I want to work just as hard as Floyd Mayweather in acting class and producer's courses at Greenland ATL at Legacy Center. I need my life to mirror how he does his jump rope routine alone. Mm. It's crazy. He, the way he trains is insane. He deserves every ounce, every dollar he gets. <laughs> he deserves it on his work yeah. ethic alone. I've been to the club with Floyd where we leave in the club three, four in the morning and he's still going to hit his six miles. He'll have all the cars follow him and he's running down the Las Vegas strip, down back streets. The sun's not even out. It's nighttime. People are probably drunk, hung over from the club, whatever. Floyd doesn't drink, you know, smoke. Hey, we're leaving the club. He done bought all these bottles for everybody. He never touched one. We're leaving the club, and he's hitting his six miles. To see that up close, I mean, it's one thing to see it on yeah. YouTube. It's one thing to see it on Showtime. But to see that in person, 
that lit a fire in me alone. I don't even know if he knows this. That lit a fire in me alone where it's like, yo, get it done. Yeah. There are no excuses. If Floyd Mayweather can leave the club at four in the morning and still go hit six miles and have the cars following him. What? That's a level. He, the level of work ethic over there. Goodness gracious. Uh, I, I want to learn how to act. Okay. Okay. I want to do this work. So let's say somebody's at home. Yes. Um, what if you could give me like a few steps that I I, want to be on the screen and not even, not even just to be in movies. I think if I learn this persona, yeah, it will increase my personality because I can pull, I can pull from different, um, different, uh, tools and be in different environments Mm -hmm. and make people feel a certain way. Yeah. Right. I want to be able to be here. But um, but to craft a feeling in Emote. the audience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What do I do if I'm at home and I'm watching this and I'm saying, yo, I want to get into this space? Now, what is the question? Is the question, how do I get into acting? Or is the question, how do I develop myself so much where I know me, where I'm able to be a beast how do at I acting? develop myself? What should I do at home right now? Figure out who you are. First. Identify who, who are you pretending to be. Let's start there. Okay. Look yourself in the mirror. Who are you pretending to be? Am I pretending to be strong? Am I pretending to think I'm all that? Am I pretending to be confident? Am I pretending that I like the relationship that I'm in? Am I pretending that I like my friends? Mm. Am I pretending that I enjoy being a father, enjoy being a family man? Write them down. Who are you pretending to be? You got a mic? You don't, I bet you don't have a mic. <laughs> Nobody wants to answer these questions. Who are you pretending to be? Start there. And then it's like, okay, if you're pretending to be confident, which a lot of us do, a lot of people pretend to be confident or they pretend to be smarter than what they really are. Identify the lack and know how to fill it. If you're pretending to be confident, let's actually find the tools that are going to help you really be truly be confident. Mm-hmm. If you're pretending to be smarter than you are, let's find the let's find the tools that we need to fill in to really make us smart, to really make us um, financially astute. Gotcha. Because a lot of even, even with the business owners, a lot of out here giving business advice, you're really not that astute in real life. That's a fact. But you know how to make it sound good on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I do that work of finding out who I am. Yeah. And being able to uh, reach inside of myself to be able to pull out different things. Yes. I do that. Yes. Um, and I want to get into the acting space. Yes. What do I do after I do this work? Get into acting class. Acting class. That's my first thing I always tell people. There's, first of all, let me say this. There is no blueprint. There's no blueprint I can give you. There's no blueprint anyone can give you. There's, there's so many different ways to get into the space, right? My suggestion, I am a student of the craft. I believe in actually knowing the craft Learn how to act. Gotcha. We've seen what happened when you get on screen and you don't know how to act. You, we've seen them dragging people. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, uh, um, BMF. Carisha. We, you what's know her name? Is that JT? Which one is that? That's Carisha. Carisha. Which one? What's her name? No, her, her rap um, name. A young, young, young man. Young Miami. Yeah. yeah. And we see black Twitter going crazy. I didn't crazy. even see it. I want to see it, though. We see black Twitter going, black Twitter going crazy. Was it really terrible? And who let it be terrible? Like there was, there were people in the room. <laughs> There's when it happened. 
there was producers, there was <laughs> yeah, nobody. They well, didn't have Ernest in there because Ernest. I, I, I'd be like, ah, excuse me, can we cut? I'm sorry, can we? Okay, look, come here. Let's let's hold my hand. <laughs> who, who are you pretending? <laughs> I love it. But I get into it. an acting class, and not just just for the sake of knowing how to act and learning the craft, but you're in the environment. Now mm. you're immersed in the culture and the environment. Mm. You, your ears to the streets. You know what's going on in the world. You know who's casting what. You know who you need to be connected to. Um, and while you're learning the craft, right? Get into an acting class. After that, I would say get some headshots done, professional headshots okay. done. After you get your headshots done, know what websites you should be on as an actor. There's actors mm. access. There's now casting. There's different websites that you can have profiles on so you can get auditions. Gotcha. And once you start auditioning, the floodgates open. Would you recommend being extra, be an extra? Absolutely. I've been an extra. I've been a stand in. I've been a PA. Cause when you're an extra, you, 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 you get to be amongst the world and in watch everybody work. Yeah. When you're a PA, you get to serve and serve different departments and see how different departments work, how makeup works, how hair works, how set design works, how prop, and you know what I mean? And mm. and um, being, I was a stand-in. I'll never be a stand-in again, by the way, but I was a stand-in. A stand, what's that? So a stand-in is you're literally standing in. You're standing there. So if you are, so I was a stand-in for Taraji P. Henson on um, No Good Deed, right? Mm-hmm. I was her stand-in, meaning she's A-team, I'm B-team. A-team, they're in their trailer getting ready to come out. The mm. B-team, which is me, the stand-in, the stand-in is standing in her spots that she's going to be standing in so the crew can get the, the lighting right. So you usually have a stand-in that's your complexion or maybe your height so they can set up the shot, get their lighting right, get the angles right before the A-team comes out. Mm. So I was Taraji's stand-in on No Good Deed. And I was like, this is going to be the last stand-in job I ever did. Why did you hate it so much? I told you the same reason why I was staring at Curtis eating that damn donut. I want to be the star. Mm. I've always known I want to be, I want the lines. I want to be on camera. I've always known. Wow. I've always known. Get me on camera. I'm made for TV, baby. Get me on camera. <laughs> I love it. I was like that. Thank you, God, for this experience. And 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 shout out to Will Packer. Thank you, Will Packer, for giving me that experience and, and uh, being a, a stand-in on such a big set and mm. learning how stuff moves. That was years ago, mind you. Um, but that was the last stand-in job I did. I I, I man, goodness gracious! I I wanted to like. Well, we can dig into the uh, the the production of. The movie, and we did it. We did an episode with uh, Scheme Queens, and we got the Scheme Queens in the building. Absolutely, yes. And uh, you've been producing other films as well. Yes, other projects. What's that experience like? You know what? Again, first of all, if you're a mom, you're a producer because you're always you're always the glue. You're always putting (laughs) stuff together, making stuff, making sure it works. So I've been producing. I I mean, I, I was going through my YouTube last night, and I was like, "Wow, I did this poem on the corner in Bankhead with one camera." Before I even knew what producing really was, I'm like, oh, I've been producing. I then did another um, poem video called Red Bottoms, 10 million views. Mm. I found my, um, shout out to my friend Cam Fordham. His mom let me use her her closet. She had like a designer closet. Mm. And I did this poem called Red Bottoms. And I set up some Louis Vuitton boxes behind me and Louis Vuitton stuff behind me. So you can see all these designers behind me. Got my friend Tia Hendricks with a camera. She knew how to edit. And I produced this, this, everyone's a producer. If you want to be, if you want to produce that podcast, if you want a podcast, if you want that content, if you want to do that web series, if you want to do that feature film, become a producer. If you don't have a producer, you have to become one. Mm. If you don't have the director, become one. You know what I mean? If you want that project done in 2023, create it. 
And the way you create it is becoming a producer. And I can show you how I can, I can give you all the tools that I have and, and how I know to produce, but just produce it. I just started my podcast. I'm like, I'm producing my podcast. I want three cameras. I want it to be well lit. I know what I want. I want, I want purple up lighting. Just started my podcast. And it's amazing. And it's amazing. Yeah. Our podcast, it's non-negotiable. Shout out to Sarah and Amber. It's like, you want something, produce it. Yeah. You want to write that script? Write it. Cool. And you're... You're in the space of obviously taking your personal clients now into mm-hmm. uh, we're going to kind of share this message throughout the world of how people in this. Uh, this episode really is teaching me that I want to uh, be involved mm-hmm. in this process of yeah. becoming an actor. Yeah. Not that I have a dream of being a star on camera. Yeah. But I want to go through the work of pulling something out of me. Mm hmm show to other people mm-hmm. but and i think we all have the tools right yeah oh we all have the tools finding them. you have to work to find them the tools are already in you when i tell you when we when you, you hear that you already have the tools in you you're already equipped you are you are literally already you are a walking toolbox the hammer's there the wrench is there the screws are there you have to do the work to find them because yeah. trust and believe not only is it going to make you a great actor? But it, you're going to need that tool one day. Trust and believe there's something that's going to happen in your life where you're going to need that hammer. Yeah. You're going to need that wrench. You're going to need those screws. You're going to need it. But if you are not equipped to find it quickly, because mm. when life throws a curveball or life throws something at you, you need that hammer, you're going to be digging and digging. It's like me, I, my, hammer, my hammer's right here, babe. Yeah. Allen wrench right here. Let's go. Whatever life can throw at me and trust me life has thrown curveballs you my last three years alone life has dragged me mm-hmm. and i realize i have the tools to get through this yeah and uh all right so you'll actually be uh putting on a challenge which i uh i'm really excited about yes because uh we'll be able to build a community around you already have like a big community but yes. um having people like really understand what it takes yeah to one become or prepare to be an actor actress mm-hmm. but two on the other side how do you uh how do you produce and how do you become that producer of a yeah. film how do you go from idea mm-hmm. to like something tangible yes. and people loving it people buying it yes. obviously so you're going to be going through that whole process I'm be going through the whole process from start to finish from idea to finished product mm-hmm how it happens and how I've done it and how I've done it at a high level, how I've got six figure checks written for me, how I produce a web series. That's now going to a real series, how poetry, my poetry videos alone took me to millions and millions and millions of views across the internet and gave me the platform to become this figure, this influencer, this producer, I'm going to be going through all of it. And uh, you just, I don't, maybe we can't talk about it just yet, but the, uh, the, the, it, it was like a short, I don't know if it's called a, it was not a skit. Web series. It's a web series. Yes. Right. And talk uh, about it yet. But yeah. Negotiations. We're, with we're the negotiations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Cause I saw you started. Yeah. I saw you started. Yep. You start gathering people behind yep. it and it was just incredible to like when I got the call the other day, like, yo, yeah. They want, they Had want an idea. It. I cast it in my head. These are the people I want to be involved. This is how many cameras I want brought on other producers to help see the vision through, found the location, put it out there myself, self-distributed it first. 
And my strategy for that was let me self-distribute this to my channels and my platform and build the audience and have and have someone come to me. Yeah. And 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 um glory be to God, that is what has happened and and, and it's gonna keep happening. Hundred percent. Because when you're the producer, you're in control. When you produce the podcast, it's your podcast. When you produce the web series, it's your web series. You call the shots. You say who you want cast, who you want to direct, who you want to write. You put it together. And I think as an actor, and I and I will never stop acting. I, I love acting. But being a producer gives you a different level of power. It gives you a different voice. Um, and it helps you be the star that you want to be as an actor. You put yourself, I put everything I produce, I'm in. Yeah. I put myself in it. For sure. Yeah. You got the power to do that. You got the power produce. to do that when you're the producer. And I think, honestly, um, the world is moving to that. Yeah. As we're, we're all content creators in some way, but I really believe that's the highest level. That's why we have conversations like, yeah, yeah I want to shoot a movie. And I want to, yes. like, I, that, that's the highest level of content creation. The so, highest level of content creation is yeah. shooting a freaking movie, a feature film specifically. You do a short film, cool. You do a web series, cool. You do podcasts, cool. Mm -hmm. You shoot those skits, cool. But when you see an actual full feature length film that you produced, you co-produced, you co-created, you saw this vision through, it's like birthing a baby. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, that is my, when I saw Scheme Queens on the screen, the big screen, we were at, um, where were we? Atlantic, the, Atlantic Station, the big yep. theater, the big boy theater. Mm -hmm. When me and Brie and B saw that, and Jackie and Cassie were watching, like, this is a baby that we birthed. Mm -hmm. It's like when your baby comes out, you get to hold the baby for the first time, it's that same yeah. feeling. You're looking up at the screen and you're like, wow, I did, that. I did this. Mm. We did this. Like, mm. I remember that location. I remember those props. I remember this scene. I remember that car that I got. Like, wow. Amazing. That's Congrats. a different level of birthing. Oh, for sure. And the website, what, Six Figure Film? Sixfigurefilm.com. S-I-X or number six? S-I-X, sixfigurefilm.com. I am teaching you how to put yourself in position, how to put that producer hat on and create that content. Make that movie. Yo, can I, can I like, do a little bit? Like, I want to. So, I just want to teach them, like, entrepreneurial stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yes. how do you. Like, cause I, I know what the, once we get a movie, I know what to do with it. Cause I yes. understand that it's not, I look at it as a product. Yes. I'm not as attached to the, the, the thing. Mm -hmm. I see it from a different perspective. Yes. Whoa, if we create this, it's a product and this is how you entrepreneur. How do you get that this thing. product out? Listen, yeah. it's called show business. There's show, which is what I love. Uh -huh. And then there's the business. I got it. That's why people like you and I are great teams. Cause you have to have the person who knows the show. Yeah. And then you have to have another person who knows the business. It's show business. And it's actually more business than, than it is show. That's a fact. And when you learn both, I'm like, I've learned both. I'm learn, I've learned the show since I was 10 years old knowing the show. But for the last almost decade now knowing the business, I'm unstoppable. Let's show business. It, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I, I want you to like just, uh, we, we got we to wrap it up, man. This was um, an emotional roller coaster for me. <laughs> okay. And uh, I am going to get more in touch with my uh, masculine really and feminine side <laughs> and who I really am and yeah. why these emotions are buried so far. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to dig them up though. I you called you the other day. Hmm? I called you the other day and I said, you know, such and such, this such and such happened. And you said, really? I didn't even know. I said, yeah, go check. And you check, oh, yeah. you check, and you say, "Well, yeah, all right, moving on." Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Is this this man is never affected? But you're just not affected by anything. It just nothing bothers yeah. you." 
I the one the one person I I was like, all right, whatever. But I I happened to be in the same space with the other person. I was like, hey man, you know you did that, and he's like, oh, all right. Now, okay, so I'll tell you. So somebody un, somebody unfollowed me that I am really close to, <laughs> and but in all fairness, he unfollowed a lot of people. <laughs> Except for like 50. And I'm like, dang, 50 people didn't get unfollowed, but yeah. I got unfollowed. And Ernestine told me, I was like, dang, you unfollowed me. <laughs> and you know, that's a real thing these days. Like if somebody unfollows, that's a, that's a real thing. So I just happened to see him the other day. And I was like, hey, man, why you don't follow me? He said, I don't want to see your content. I said, yo. Jeez. <laughs> He's like nothing personal. He's like, is there beef? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he's like, he's like nothing personal. It's like the way the algorithm keeps showing me a bunch of stuff that I just don't want to see. Mm. So he that's said, I, he said, I'm seeing a bunch of stuff online. He said, I, had, I probably he probably had unfollowed thousands of people, but he was saying, um, all the people that I see is going to affect my own thoughts. So I got to get away from other people's thoughts for a second. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's powerful, actually. Yeah, it is. It and is. It's, it's controlling your environment, being comfortable in your environment. If anything outside of my environment is making me feel the way it's getting me, I got to get rid of it. I got to do more me work, yo. Yeah, it's the best Am work you'll ever one? do. Am I the only one? Yeah, okay, we all got to do work. Okay, okay, okay. The best work you'll ever do. Yeah, for sure. Anybody hide? What you hide? You know, yeah, yeah, you are. You are in something, Trey. Um, can she use the mic? No, this one right here. All right, go for it. Hey, I'm Jada. Hi, Jada. Uh, so I did like a lot of the, well, I started doing a lot of um, self-work over the summer. And I started realizing like why I was a certain way. Yeah. And it was a lot. It was really emotional. But it was some things like once I realized it, it's like, what do I do with this mm -hmm. information? Mm -hmm. Or like, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know like, when you realize these things, especially when it's something you don't like mm -hmm. about yourself, like, dang, this is why I care mm -hmm. so much about yeah. appearing perfect yeah. or why I need validation or yeah. whatever. It's like, yeah. what do I do now? Well, I think there's uh, two things you can do. You can accept it or change it. Mm -hmm. And you, luckily, you did the work to identify it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can identify, I am bossy. Mm -hmm. And I can say, you know what? Well, I'm cool with being bossy. It doesn't make, it doesn't make me feel away at all. And if others feel away because I'm bossy, then that's on them. Yeah. I feel comfortable with being bossy. Or I can say, you know what, now that I've identified that I'm bossy, what are ways that I can change this? What are ways that I can alter it to where I still get my point across mm -hmm. or still put my two cents in where people may not be offended how how aggressive or direct I may be? Mm -hmm. so it's your choice. Yeah. You can accept it and walk in it like I am this way because this is what it is and this is yeah. what y'all are going to get. Or you can say, you know what, I don't mind tailoring this to where it's not changing me too much, mm -hmm. but it may help me evolve as a woman, as a person. It's just making the choice. Accept it or change it. Okay. Yeah. Mm, Thank that you. Was good. Yeah. That's crazy. I was gonna ask you to close it out, but I think that, <laughs> that's a good close up. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh share share with everybody, you know, how they can find you and um and yeah, just close this conversation out. My goodness gracious. I, my mind is just everywhere now. Like, and when I get home, I'm like, I don't even have time to do the work. You know what I mean? like, I don't have time. When I get home, Sarai is like, Daddy. And then my son is crying. And Corey, yeah. Okay. You know what you should do? What's that? Journal for the mm. next seven days. When you get home. 
Did I play it with Sarai? It made me feel good because when she sits on my lap, it just makes me feel so loved. Write out what's happening in your life and why it's making you feel the way you feel. Mm. And then you look back in seven days and you read the journal and now you start having tools to pick from. Oh, why do you like going home to your family? Mm. Is it, do you go home to your family because it's an obligation? Or do you go home to your family because you love the way they yell your name when you come through the door? Why do you love it? Why do you love the way they call your name when you go through the door? How does it make you feel? Mm. It makes you feel accepted, understood, loved. Makes you feel like you have a home. Like write these things. There's a reason why of everything that we do. There's a reason why. Yeah, I think acting is therapy a little bit. Acting class. <laughs> when I tell you acting class is therapy. That's why actors are some of the most brilliant or crazy people in the world. Because it's constant therapy. You're constantly facing yourself. You're like, oh, gee, I don't know if I want to face this today. <laughs> You're constantly facing yourself. Wow. Write it down, guys. Journal it. Why Why did it make you mad when your friend said what she said to you? Why did it make you mad that your mom said what? Like, why? There's always a reason. It's not just because. There's a reason. I My my husband kissed me today before I left. He made sure he got off to his call, came down the stairs, gave me a kiss. That made me feel good because it makes me feel loved. It makes me feel wanted. It makes me feel desired. It's not just because. It's not just because, oh, I like it. Well, why do you like it? Because mm. when you get home. <laughs> my boy is playing a long game. Okay. We, let me just, because I know once you feel loved, you, go, you, ain't mind, you don't mind being touched. Just try to touch you. <laughs> All right, Steve, let everybody know how to contact you, man. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's all about Greenlit A. She's leading hundreds of actors yes. and aspiring producers and all that kind of stuff. So yes. everybody know how to, how to contact you on Close South. Yes, for anyone out there who is a, um, a filmmaker, director, producer, writer, um, actor, content creator, or aspiring, we have Greenlit ATL. It's my production company and my community. We meet the first Thursday of every month right here in Atlanta at the Legacy Center where we empower you to create your own work. Create, don't wait, give yourself the green light. We give you tools and, and, and the skills and resources and relationships necessary for you to create that film, that podcast, that content. Um, we do that. You can follow us at Greenlit ATL on Instagram. You can follow me at Mrs. Ernestine Morrison. That's M-R-S, Ernestine Morrison. I'm always on the gram, um, mm-hmm. in these gram streets. And um, yeah, follow my new podcast, our new podcast, me, Amber, and Sarah. It's mm-hmm. non-negotiable. Yeah. It's non-negotiable on all platforms. And um, I want to empower everyone who's watching this episode. Two things. Get to know you. Like really, truly, genuinely start peeling back the layers of who you are. And I promise you, it is the single ingredient that is going to help you walk into the best version of you. The mom the dad, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the actor, the producer, whatever it is that you are or you want to be, doing that self-work will get you there quicker than anything, any course, any class, any book, any John C. Maxwell quote. Doing that self-work will get you there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm empowering everyone to be a producer. Create it. Yeah. The podcast, the script, the show, the movie, the feature film, the web series, create it. Put the producer hat on and create it. Get the team together that you need to create it. And if you don't have the team, become the team. And I want to help you do that. I want to help you do that. Sixfigurefilm.com. We're doing a huge five-day challenge um, for you to put that producer hat on. And what I have done now, I've done feature films, web series. I have done podcasts. I have done music videos for major artists. And you do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, And I do a lot behind-the-scenes. I I was a producer for Country Wayne as well. I was a producer on the Country Wayne skits. 
Which makes millions. Millions. Shout out mm. to Country Wayne, the entire platform, Chase Walker, Mike Bless. I mean, I was a producer over there. And yeah. I love that's it. That's create. That is the definition of create, don't wait right there. That's Put yourself in position. If you don't see the role for you, if you don't see the space for you, create the space, create the role, create the thing that you don't feel like you're getting in your life. Produce it. I love it. We can clap that up. We can. <laughs> Listen, man, we can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. Follow my sister. This ain't just my friend. This is my sister, and we have real conversations. We have a real relationship. Yes. Uh, not just like a social media relationship. You're right, not it's, the social, because there's difference. Have, oh, for sure. We got real conversations, so make sure you follow my sister. Uh, make sure you go to sixfigurefilm.com yes. uh, and roll in the challenge. And if uh, you're watching this, and um, there'll be a wait list or something, but uh, there'll be a few of them going on, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, and also do yourself a favor, go get you some social proof, meaning mm -hmm. go build something and build it big, but it's your responsibility, your obligation to come back to your community and teach them how you did what you did. Yes. It's the only way our community grows, okay? We out of here. Peace. You just watch this whole episode. If you like this episode, watch this one right here. Click right here. You're going to like this one if you like the one you just watched. Check it out. What happens, Q, when you do get in a, in a space that's like dark and you cannot fight? And the thing that came to my mind was prepare. That means I need to prepare and call people that I know that love me and trust me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.